you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey everybody, it's Daniel Jeremiah for Move the Sticks. And I'm Bucky Brooks and this is Nick Bosa, 360. On third and nine, Bosa with pressure again and he's got him! Part of the fourth time they've been in Buckeye territory. Blount in trouble though, Bosa there, sacks him back at the 37-yard line. Pressure again, Bosa's got it. Blount loses the ball, picked up by Bosa, touchdown, Ohio State. All right, Buck, for those that don't know, let's explain what the 360 series is all about. One of our favorite things we do here in the spring at Move the Sticks. Well, the great thing about the 360 series is we get an opportunity to talk to teammates, coaches, parents, uh, sometimes childhood friends. They really know these prospects. Well, they're able to really shape the perspective and really allow us to know more about the kid and the top prospect that we'll hear their name called on draft day. And on today's episode, we're talking about Nick Bosa. And uh, I think it would be a little insulting to call him Joey's little brother because I don't know if you can say someone's a little brother who might end up being the first or second pick in the draft uh, there with Nick, who when he's been on the field at Ohio State has been a very dominating football player, Buck. Um, and one thing I'm looking forward to during this episode, the folks we get to talk to, uh, that know him better than anyone else. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun because we have an opportunity to talk to his parents. We're going to talk to his high school coach, Buckeyes head coach, Ryan Day, teammates of his at Ohio State, and then the man of the hour himself, All-American defensive man, Nick Bosa. All right, so we got time. We're going to get to all those interviews in just a few moments, Buck. Uh, but at the top here, I thought it's important that we get our opinions out there on Bosa, what we see when we watch him. Uh, maybe a ceiling floor com conversation and uh, and a comparison, which it seems like there's a pretty easy comparison to make uh, when you consider the last name, uh, where he's going to be picked in the skill set. Yeah, look, he, he he's easy to watch. Um, what I'll say about Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa to me is a is a skilled player at the point of attack. He has really taken the tips that he's learned from the family business with his older brother, his dad, his uncle, all playing in the league, and he's put him in practice. When I watch him, I love the energy, the effort. I like the hand skills. Um, he's a relentless competitor, and he consistently wins at the line of scrimmage. And for everything that people talk about him in terms of being a pass rusher, I think he's stout and steady against the run game. And so when you're looking at complete players, uh, Nick Bolsa is about as complete as they come playing at the D-line. Yeah, and when I got a chance to see him play live um, last year, not this season, but last year in the Cotton Bowl against USC, Buck, he, he not only was the best player on the field, he dominated the game. I mean, USC and Sam Darnold couldn't do anything. He just completely neutralized uh, their ability to function offensively, and not just as a pass rusher. He's very disruptive in the run game as well. Darnold up play action. Steps up in the pocket, wrapped up and thrown down by Nick Bosa. Um, I think he's got the versatility. If you wanted to reduce him inside, he could do some of that as well. But I like him coming off the edge. You know, people – I know 40 time was good. It was a little bit faster, I think, than his brothers. It wasn't an elite 40 time. But we look at his 10 split. I believe he had the third fastest 10 split of any of the defensive linemen in this year's combine. So that shows you he's got some get-off burst. 
His hands are as good as I've seen from a pass rusher. I mean, it, phenomenal with his ability to win with his hands, get home and finish. Now, he had the, the core muscle injury this year that cost him the majority of the season. And I know it wasn't much, but in the three games you watched him before he got hurt, Buck, again, best player on the field. He was dominant. He was on his way, in my opinion, to having a huge year. He would have had well over, you know, well into double digits and sacks and the bazillion tackles for loss, all that stuff. But I see the skill set. I see the work ethic. Um, and I see, look, the bloodlines are a real thing. People can laugh at that all you want. Well, I get a chance to see a big brother play each and every week over this, this last year uh, when he's out there, Buck. And he's one of the better players in the NFL getting after the quarterback. And I see no reason why Nick can't do the same thing. No, there's no reason why he can't do the same thing. And, in fact, when I watch Nick Bosa, he reminds me of a couple of different players. And I'm not even going to use a Bosa comparison. When I look at him, he reminds me of Philadelphia's Brandon Graham and Chris Long. And Brandon Graham, what I see is a guy that can play with leverage, a guy that can rush the passer consistently on the outside, but also has the quickness to go inside and be a problem as a three technique in sub-package situations. And then with Chris Long, Chris Long has been an effective player, a guy that has been able to kind of win on the backside of another dominant rusher. When I look at Bosa, I can see Bosa being an effective complement to a team that has a pass rusher already established. I think he's a, an excellent player, an excellent prospect. He's going to win consistently. He's just a, he's just a guy that really understands the skill of being able to get after the passer. A buck, no doubt. I mean, he's look, he's a skilled pass rusher. He'll be anxious to see uh, where he ends up going in the draft. We'll get into team fits a little bit later on uh, in the episode. But let's get to some of these interviews first. I know you and our buddy Lance Zerline had a chance – to talk with Nick Bosa's parents, um, John and Cheryl Bosa. And if those who don't know, his dad, John Bosa, former first-round pick, played three seasons uh, in the NFL. So it's not just Joe. You've also got his dad, John, uh, and his mother, Cheryl, who's very interesting to talk to. So here's your interviews, you and Lance sitting down with John Bosa and Cheryl Bosa. So excited to have the man who has created quite a family business, uh, (laughs) John Bosa, former first-round pick of the Miami Dolphins in 1987, also played defensive end for Boston College. He is the father of Nick and Joey Bosa. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's uh, nice of you guys to have me on. Hey, I mean, like, we, we have to get right into it. Like, who would think that um, a guy who was a first-round pick would potentially be looking at uh, two sons being first-round picks? Just kind of talk about the family business and how your kids got started in football. Well, it, it is a funny story because when they were younger, I tried my darndest to keep them away from football. I had them hitting golf balls and tennis balls and playing soccer and baseball and hoop and really tried to um, kind of get them really acclimated to a lot of different sports and see, you know, see what kind of clicked. And because uh, I actually, you know, as a dad, of course, I was a little nervous about, you know, the young uh, starting too young and the, and the and the toll it takes on, on the body. So I tried to keep them away, and, and I actually only started playing football in high school. I played basketball and baseball up until high school. So I kind of thought maybe I could, I could do that. And, uh, you know, they just they were throwing fits and, and wanted to get into the youth league. And, and from the day I put the pads on them and watched them walk to, the, to their respective fields with the two different age levels, I was like, oh, boy. I'm done. <laughs> they just they just looked like football players, you know. They they just from day one, I kind of knew I I I failed at that. Yeah, pro <laughs> golfers are a little more yoked these days, but I'm not sure they look like that, and I'm not sure the tennis players look like that either. To be to be honest with you, I think they picked the right sport. I do. You know, so so Joey probably could lean on you a little bit whenever he was being drafted a, a couple of years ago back in uh, 2016. I would imagine Nick now. How much is he talking to you versus how much is he talking to his older brother when he's talking about the process now? Oh, his older brother has been really a, a, a great um, mentor and, and, and uh, you know, really a, a very helpful. From, you know, I never coached my sons. And, and to be honest with you, the, the draft process that I went through, other than, other than um, a couple of the guys who still do the same mock drafts, um, Everything had, had really changed. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I told Joe, I'll surround you with the best people. Uh, and, and, you know, he had wonderful mentors with, with Coach Johnson, uh, Larry Johnson, and, and, and Urban at Ohio State. So 
So I was there for him, but more kind of in the background, just just supporting and, and trying to get the best people around him. Uh, for, for Nick, it's been a totally different thing because he's really seen, you know, from, from the front row what this process is about with Joey. Um, but even going back, you know, technique and practice and, and watching tape and, and work ethic, you know, Nick has really uh, benefited from having Joey to watch. You know, in, in thinking about that, um, so often as scouts, we are always willing to um, give prospects who have legacy, who have family members who have played in the league, kind of like a little extra credit because we say it is the family business. When I look at both of your sons, Joey and Nick, they do seem fairly polished as technicians when it comes to rushing a passer and playing the position. And so when I hear you say that you've never coached them, you've had to drop some wise words mm-hmm. on them to kind of get them going when it comes to being dominant players at the line of scrimmage. Well, yeah, I mean, a little bit of attitude, a little bit. The one thing that they both have uh, that I think checks a, a huge box for the NFL is their work ethic and their focus. I mean, these guys are not, uh, they're not interested in any of the other things that come with being a professional athlete. They're only interested in refining their their art, uh, and that's really where I think the benefit of looking at a, you know, looking at jo- what Joey does and how he works and how he is singularly focused on becoming a better player every day, every year. I mean, that's what Joe does, and it, it almost sometimes I almost worry because he's so singularly focused on being great. And when he has what he thinks or perceives as a subpar performance or, you know, he takes it so hard. Um, and that's something that you, it's very hard to teach that, that drive and that, that, you know, in the off season, I mean, you know, Joe takes like 10 days off and, and has no interest in doing anything crazy, but getting back to work. And that's where I think the NFL could kind of look and say, okay, Nick's got the same thing. He's got the same drive, the same work ethic, and he just they these guys want to get better at their craft every day. And you know, for me, I may have given him a little bit of a uh, you know some some talks about how to dislike an alignment <laughs> or uh, or things you know how to how to take advantage of certain things and 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 game plan and and put the time in. Uh, but they really have all they they really deserve all the credit because. As you know, they're 21 and 23, um, and their best years are ahead of them. And yet they're, and and they're just constantly driven to be better. And and that's really hard to teach. You know, I, I think one of the the things because you played the you played the position along the line. This is a conversation we can have with you. I think one of the most interesting features of of Nick Bosa's tape is a couple of years ago when they would reduce him down inside the three technique, and I was like, wow. I mean, he is really strong at the point of attack. He plays low. He's got leverage, powerful in his lowers. I think he's an interesting – people like to talk about edge a lot with players, but – Nick is interesting because I can see teams saying, wait a minute, we, we've got some different things we can do with him in terms of alignment now. Oh, I think he can rush from, from all over uh, the line of scrimmage for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'll give you a quick history. In his, his freshman year at St. Thomas Aquinas, it was, Joey was his senior year, and they both started on the D-line. Joey was 270 playing on the end. Nick was about 210 playing inside. And St. Thomas plays against some serious football teams, some, some O-lines that are averaging 265, 270. And Nick, if you look at his high school highlight, never got drove up, driven off the ball from inside. And so you have this 270 guy rushing from the outside, and Nick played inside the whole year. Um, he, he has an uncanny ability uh, to play with leverage, and that's another thing where you know, he can really use the levers and, and, and use guys, um, their, their momentum to kind of to kind of shed. And he's got a really great uh, ability to work in his hands and work his leverage. And he's super strong. I mean, the, the kid is, is scary strong. And there's, there's kind of a, you know, there's football feel strong. I mean, obviously he's, he's, got, he's got the weight lifting kind of thing, but, but he is, very strong with his hands and and leverage. So I think he could do a lot of different things for a team. You know, you talk about having two kids that are really, really close in age. Um, 
How competitive are the brothers? I know you talked about Joey being a mentor, but is there a little competition that exists between them when it comes to the production that they put on the field? Well, I think I think that's only natural. I think what I what I uh, don't like is when people kind of ask if they're you know like does Joey uh, if Joe if Nick goes goes ahead of Joe in the draft things like that. There's no competition. Joey wants what's best for Nick, um, but whenever you're uh, and you get, you know, as athletes, uh, the great athletes are competitive, whether you're paying, playing ping pong <laughs> or, or bowling or uh, it just is what it is. And so, yeah, when they were young, I mean, it was it was pretty much, you know, whether it was playing basketball in the pool, we had that we had the, that uh, that brim set up and, and, you know, I mean, we were fighting and scratching in the pool and and everything, everything we did, ping pong and and any sport we played, there was definitely a very healthy competition. Um, now it's kind of like they're rooting for each other, um, you know, and, and Joey made a comment that the most nervous he's ever been was watching the combine. Bosa live, 44 first time, and a little bit better this time. That'll work. And the simulcam showed him against his brother, 165 split. And uh, he ran faster than his brother, which I think is perhaps one of the things he's looking for out of the combine, being little brother. So if you if you look at that 40 and then you had the 10, see the 10 at 165. So if you look at the top 10 pass rushers in sacks last year, their 10 averaged 166. So Bosa, that's the number. That's right in line. You know, so it's, it's a real, uh, what, what I'm very proud of as a dad is how close they are. Uh, as their best friends, their brothers, and and that's something that I always try to instill in them that the family, that's family first, and and so that I'm very proud of. But as far as competitiveness, you know, those guys are they're as competitive as they come, and that obviously you know kind of carried over when they were when they were competing against each other for sure. But now it's pretty much it's a healthy love for each other and and wishing each other the best. Take us through that core muscle injury from uh, early on in the season. I think what was game three? Was it game two or game three? Yeah, three um, yeah. What did it, you know, what went through? What were some of the conversations that you guys had after the injury in terms of how to approach it? Well, I mean, that was probably one of the darker days uh, that I've had as a dad. Um, and the thing that broke my heart the most was I truly believe he was on pace and, and was going to have an, an absolutely epic, uh, record-breaking year at Ohio State. Um, I, you know, he his preparation and how he looked in spring ball. And I sat down with Coach Johnson, and we broke down the film from his his sophomore year, um, and then ending up at, against USC, and then the player he became through spring. And it was unbelievable. I mean, I was watching the film of him in, in, in spring playing against, you know, uh, you know, first or second round tackles. Um, and he was a completely different player than the player we saw with two sacks against USC. And it was just, he was just unbelievable. And that showed in the first few games. Um, you know, and he had, he had some discomfort in his groin area. Um, we just never thought it was anything. We thought it was very manageable. Um, you know, and, and, the emotional swing that I had in Texas Stadium, watching him a strip sack for for a touchdown, and then a couple series later he's down on the field, and I just it was just yeah it, it's a dad's you know fear when you're watching your kids play football, um, and then I really just relied you know on on the best in the business, and that's what I do, and that's what I promised my sons, you know I I promised them to surround them with the best people dr myers is the absolute best in the world at core muscle uh, injuries so we got on a plane to philadelphia and and the news was what it was and it was heartbreaking a very difficult decision uh, but it was the absolute best thing to do for him um it, it was it was the the time frame was misreported because he had a bilateral tear so what had happened was he had shredding on the left side, which meant that he probably had a previous slight injury there. And then there was a little bit of damage on the right side. So bilateral, meaning he fixed both sides. The, the negative and the positive of that type of surgery is 
it's a surgery and it's going to be 12, 14 weeks, even, you know, before you're, you're not even, you know, you're just on the field and, and trying to get to where you were. The great thing about that surgery is that once it's done, healed and, and rehab properly, it's, you're a hundred percent. There's, there's nothing, um, you know, that, that's, that's residual from something like that. And so that was the kind of positive that we took, but I leaned on Dr. Myers, um, you know, and, and I flew up to Columbus and, 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 you know, talked to the coaches and they were obviously, uh, very disheartened, uh, the decision we made, but it was the right decision. Uh, and then they were supportive once past the, past the shock. And, and then instead of him being an absolute distraction at Ohio State for the next, it was just going to be, it was going to be a, a week to week kind of nightmare there. So we took advantage of, of the training facilities, the, the nutritionist, the, the, um, uh, the chef that Joey has. And so he went out to LA to finish his rehab. So it was very difficult. Um, but I, but I know in my heart that it was the right decision and um and it was just it was heartbreaking you know you've made a lot of right decisions when it comes to nick and joy both growing up and being mm-hmm. great people great players uh thanks so much for joining the move the sticks podcast we really appreciate you sharing your insight john Bose. well thank you so much for having me and we look forward to april Joining the Move the Sticks program, we are now bringing on Cheryl Bosa, mom of Nick and Joey Bosa, two future stars in the National Football League. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, we're great. We're really excited to watch your sons. Obviously, a few years ago, we saw Joey go into the draft and have success and be a first-round pick. And now we're looking at his younger brother, Nick. Um, when they started playing ball, could you envision these guys becoming what they become as football players and young people? You know, oddly enough, I could envision it, um, especially with Nick. Nick was very uh, a real early bloomer. So um, he, he was in a league that was just uh, really there a lot of talent, and he stood out in that league. I got to ask you, as, as I'm a dad of five, right? So <laughs> – I got four boys all compacted right there together. So I know about, you know, I know how competitive it can be, be, but there's also one that's always the mama's boy. So between Nick and Joy, which one was the mama's boy? And which one is the mama's boy? Nick was the mama's boy. It's always the youngest. That's always (laughs) how it is. Yeah. And and Joey used to call him the mama's boy. And, and when Nick was little, he'd say, I don't care. So what? I'm a mama's boy. <laughs> that, that, that's unbelievable. So as the mom, yeah. you obviously had to uh, probably negotiate and maybe referee some competitive battles. How competitive were the two when they were coming up? You know, when they were, when they were younger, they were highly competitive with each other. Um, it was probably when, when, Nick was a freshman in high school and Joey was a senior. It was the first year they played together and that's when the competitiveness like went away. And uh, you know, everything is just 100% for each other now. Yeah, I'm convinced that young, one of the things with younger brothers is, and I don't want to make it about Joe. This is Nick's time. We we did this with yeah. Joey in 2016. But I think what's it's it's an interesting situation because I really feel like the younger brothers sometimes when when they have an older sibling who has been mm-hmm. successful or had a level of success, not only do they look up to them and do they want to 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 emulate and do well to make the the older brother proud, but I think they become grittier too because they they have to you know they get picked on they get beat up a little bit they're the younger brother I think they're grittier people a lot of times. I don't disagree with that. Um, When you look at the two the two Joey and Nick, what are the differences in their personalities? Personality wise, they're very different. I don't know. You know, Nick is a little more outgoing. Joey's a little more introverted. Yeah, because they each well, they're each their own personality. They're, I know they're how... so individually their own person. You've been dealing with that question probably forever since they went to the same I high have. school, same college, and now they're <laughs> going through the same I draft have. process. You've been dealing with that. So let's well let's focus on Nick then for a second and what it means for him to be his own person. 
you know, because he is following in the footsteps of not just brother but father, he's his own person, and he's got to make his own way. What did you see early on with Nick that showed that he was kind of carving out his own section of, of, of sports success? Nick, Nick I, I consider Nick a savant. He was one of those kids that at seven, eight years old, he stood out in the pack. And you knew there was something going on. And even parents from like the visiting teams and things would come up to me and John and, and say, wow, what's happening here? Um, he, because of his size, he always was the youngest kid on the team, probably by two years. And he was also always on the uh, all-star teams. You know, he just was, he stood out. You know, thinking about standing out, like um, how much pressure do you think he felt growing up um, kind of following in the footsteps of not only his older brother, but his dad and his uncle? Do you feel like he felt the pressure of having to live up to the standard that was created before him? I don't. I'd like to hear what his answer to that would be, but we just, our family's not like that. We don't put that pressure on. I mean, if we put that individual pressure on, then, you know, I, I don't, I'm not really aware of it. I was really, we just I, always had so much support for each other. I was really surprised how, how soft-spoken he – and I don't know why. I don't know what I expected because I, I remember doing an interview with, with Joey back in Chicago the, literally the day before the first round of the draft across the street from uh, uh, Wrigley Field. And then, you oh, know, yeah. when we had – yeah, and then when we had uh, Nick at the Combine, it was just a very soft-spoken, thoughtful guy who – and when we had a feature with him with, with his social media. You could tell he's not just – while he is all into football, clearly, he's got a lot of different things going on as well from a personality standpoint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a really cool guy. He's a cool kid. He's always loved animals. He's, you know, empathetic. He's kind. He's gentle. He's a cool guy. I really, I really like him. That's why he's the mama's boy. You see that? <laughs> he's That's mama. why he's the mama's boy. That's why he's the mama's boy. That's right. Well, Cheryl, thanks so much for yeah. sharing a little time and insight on Nick and Joey. Um, we look forward to continue to chat with you as we get closer to the draft. Best of luck to you and your family going forward. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Hey, Buck, anytime you can talk to the parents, uh, I'm all for that. You know how many NFL scouts – I uh, wish they had the luxury of being able to do all that background and go talk to the parents. Hey, instead of telling me about your parents, let me talk to your parents. Uh, uh, what an advantage for us here on that one. I mean, what a, what a terrific advantage. And I, and I think um, the thing, the big takeaway from both of them, the, these guys loved football, and Nick in particular loved just playing the game, always wanted to be great at it, was super competitive, always played up. And the fact that they've been able to kind of like grow him up in the family business is really interesting and He's been very, very successful. I think he'll continue to be successful because I think he understands the art, the artistry that's needed to be a dominant player at a point of attack. Well, being at, uh, being that you're now a head high school football coach, <laughs> I know that you uh, appreciate the importance uh, that a high school coach has in your development, not only as a player but as a person. And so we go back and, and look at Nick Bosa in his high school career uh, there at St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, we need to go talk to his coach. And that's something that you and our buddy Len Zerline were recently able to do. Sit down with St. Thomas Aquinas head coach, Roger Harriet. How you doing, coach? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for having me on. Hey, coach, uh, you have obviously coached a lot of talented players during your time at St. Thomas Aquinas. But we have to talk to you about Nick Bosa. What was he like as a high school player for you? Nick was an extraordinary talent, as everybody knows. But the most impressive aspect of Nick is he's a great role model. He has a strong presence, and he wants to make sure that he's meeting all expectations, not only on the field to play, but more importantly, off the field as a, as a self-motivated, family-oriented individual. So he's just a, a joy to have around. He's a team-oriented guy. He has an infectious personality. He's the type of guy that when you're going through your your tenure with him, you you know you know you're gonna you know you're gonna miss him. He's a guy that you don't want to see leave. Coach, I want I want to ask you about. He's a little 
um, at least to us, when we've when we've dealt with him, he's a little uh, more quiet. But I know as we talked to his his mother and father, and they said he is a guy who is going to be uh, may not be as loud, but he certainly leads by example. Can you can you speak on that and what you saw in the locker room and then on the field when 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 the lights were on? He's certainly the type of guy that lets his actions speak for him. I, I wouldn't go so far to call Nick an introvert. He's, he's not an extrovert either, but he's, he's extremely social. Uh, he's a social personality. He's um, confident in the way he conducts himself and, and goes about his business. He's, a, he's the epitome of a, of, of a professional. He knows what exactly is expected of him. He gets after it when th that time comes. He's not a, he, he's not a flamboyant individual, and I think that's where some people are confused, but he, he does have a, char a charisma. To him and um, his personality is is uh, is one that you enjoy being around. You know, I, I, you know, we all we all miss Nick being around here, but you know, watching him play over over at uh, Ohio in, at Ohio State has been an enjoyable experience as he represents us and he's a direct reflection of his family beliefs and standards. You know, and, and thinking about that and talking to his teammates, they talk about how he's a worker. What kind of work ethic did he display when he was with you guys? Nick is the epitome of a grinder. He likes to get after it. He's the first first in the weight room or on the football field, and he's the last guy to leave. He, he, enjoys, he enjoys the opportunity to, to get better, um, and he just, he, he just has an extraordinary work ethic on and off the field, not, not only – with regards to what you know, what he's trying to accomplish um, in the in the tangible aspects of his life, but he also does a great job of cultivating healthy relationships. So he takes every everything he does, he, he takes it extremely personal with with a with a with a strict purpose in mind. He's he's goal oriented and and it obviously plays it plays itself out in every aspect of his life from a holistic standpoint. Yeah, we're talking about football character, and obviously it's very high in the family. Did it come naturally for him? Was that something that you saw early on? And, and do you think that having the older brother that he had allowed him maybe to have a little more grit even earlier on because that's just the way he had to come up? I think from a humanistic standpoint, you know, obviously a tremendous amount of his ability is is, is genetic and, and God-given However, I'm a true believer uh, that the philosophical aspect of things definitely plays a, a major role with regards to environment and those those people that have had an, a tremendous impact on his life, like Joey, um, you know, showed him the way and his 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 father and mother and and his his uncles, all those people who who, who played um, athletics at a high level really did a great job of impressing that value on him. So I, I think it's an expectation he felt like he needed to, he needed to meet. You know, in, in thinking about expectations, uh, if he did happen to be the first overall pick and there are a lot of expectations that come with being that, how do you think he'll handle the weight of those expectations? I, I believe that Nikki is going to utilize this opportunity in a most advantageous way for us to all, you know, take, you know, um, utilize from a learning lesson standpoint. I, you know, I think once you, you, you know, Nick gets a hold of his opportunities with the National Football League, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna revolutionize the way these individuals conduct themselves on, on, and and more importantly, off the field. I, you know, like I said earlier, he's a he has a, he's a tremendous asset to other people, but at the same at the same time he's a he's a positive role model. He wants to do things the right way. I wouldn't go so far uh, as to call him a pleaser, but he doesn't like to disappoint others. And as a result, you know he's he's going to be what we like to what we like to consider a productive member of society. And um, I, th I think at, at this point right now, uh, you know the the National Football League could could use a boost and, and uh, character-oriented um, individuals like Nicky Bosa. You know, I'm, I'm interested in those hands, right? He's got great hands. And it's easy to assume that it just, like, 
that he was outside in the backyard working with Joey or something. That's probably what people assume. <laughs> but I've got a brother who's a longtime, uh, you know, head coach and and, a, and position coach in high school. And there's a lot of you're obviously at a at an outstanding school there in uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, can you speak to the amount of, of, uh, of learning and, and skill and technique, you know, I think a lot of people assume it just happens as soon as he got to Ohio State. And that's not necessarily the case. You've got guys over there at that high level of football who are, who are teaching and promoting as well. Yeah, I mean, St. Thomas Aquinas is a competitive atmosphere. We have a tremendous uh, amount of, of, of former um, intercollegiate athletes and NFL athletes uh, have come through St. Thomas and was able to establish this this uh, platform here. And um, Nikki is just one that was fortunate enough to take full advantage of the opportunities that you know were, that have been built through um, the vision of of George Smith, our athletic director and former um, football coach. He's done a great job of of ensuring that you know. Everything we, we, we have here, we take full advantage of it and we're grateful for the opportunity. So Nikki's, Nikki's um, evolution and his ability to become the formidable force he is today has a lot to do with not, not only St. Thomas, obviously his parents, but, but South Florida in general. So, you know, football here is a, is a lifestyle. It's a, it's a culture here. And as a result, he's consumed by it and he, you can tell he has a sub- substantial amount of admiration for the game of football, and he um, he's he's blessed with uh, with a, with a tremendous amount of talent. Thanks so much for sharing a little insight on Nick Bosa. We look forward to watching him play in the National Football League, and more importantly, hearing his name call on draft night. Yeah, I agree. He's going to do some tremendous things for us, and um, he'll be he'll be a, a, a great resource to watch with regards to the, the integrity of our, our culture and our country. Thanks for having me on. All right, Buck. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. Hats off to Lance, by the way, who's been doing some uh, some fantastic work here. I've been scooting around the country, hitting all these pro days, and, uh, and Lance filling in and helping us with these interviews. But, uh, man, always great when we talk to these high school coaches. Always great. The high school coach sets the foundation for who these kids will eventually become on and off the field. And so to get that perspective certainly paints the picture on Nick Bosa and kind of gives us an idea what teams could be getting when he walks in the doors, walks into that locker room. Yeah, St. Thomas Aquinas. So we're going to go top five nationally uh, high school programs, Buck. We put them in that class. I mean, they're one of the best. You talk about having terrific personnel, not only players, but coaches. Uh, They do a great job down there in South Florida. All right, let's keep this train moving here. What do we got coming up next, Buck? We talked to the high school head coach. You naturally want to talk to the college head coach. You and Aditi Kikabwala had a chance to catch up with Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State at the Pro Day. I talked to Coach Day at the Combine. Let's take a listen to what he had to say about Nick Bosa. And you may have the number one player in the draft in Nick Bosa. What makes Nick Bosa different than some of the other guys that have been around? Well, you know, going up against him every single day when we were on offense, it was hard. Uh, I mean, it was hard to block. He ruined practice all the time. Uh, you know, had a hard time blocking him, and especially third down drill and things like that. Uh, very, very explosive and quick. Um, but I think the thing that Larry Johnson, our defensive line coach, did a great job of is he really went back and watched the film. And I think he said on the 500th clip, he found something last year to get him a little bit better. And, and that's the way Nick is. He wants to get better. He knows he's very good. He knows he's one of the best in the game, but he keeps working to become great. You know, I mean, he has obviously had a terrific career at Ohio State, but he's playing kind of in the shadows of his older brother, Joey. How do you think he is motivated by the fact that this is the family business. Everyone ahead of him has been a first-round pick. How do you think that kind of plays into and taps into the motivation that he displays on the field? I think it gives him confidence. I, I feel like I don't think he puts pressure on himself to, to do anything else that you know, some of his family members have done. I think it gives him confidence that he knows it can be done. And uh, he's his own person. Uh, when you get around him, you see that he's got his own way about him, and, and he, he's comfortable in his own skin. For those that, that don't know on the outside, the decision that, that Nick made once he had the injury uh, to go out to California with his brother Joey, Nick Bosa we're talking about, yep. and to rehab and get ready for this part of the process, was that decision made with the blessing of the program? Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things where he was rehabbing here for a while and, and uh, you know did a great job with our rehab uh, here uh, at Ohio State, but uh, just decided that moving forward it was just a little too risky uh, for his future, and so you know we supported him with that decision. 
No doubt. And to me, getting a chance to visit with him, he's a trip, man, because he's just his brother. <laughs> he reminds me so much of his brother. Yeah. But having a chance to see not only what his brother has done here, but what he's done at the next level, how would you compare him to his brother? So I, I wasn't really here with Joey, so I don't know him as well. But uh, from what I've heard about him, uh, he is a, he is different than than, than his brother. Um, the, what I really uh, learned to appreciate with Nick, especially in those first three, three games and in the preseason, getting to know him really well is – he really cares about his teammates. Um, he cares about relationships. He's a thoughtful person. And um, and so, you know, the guys on the team missed him this year. And, and, you know, when he came back for the bowl game and guys saw him, we embraced him and, and missed him. But, uh, but, but he's, his EQ's high, and uh, he's a great kid. Well, I love getting the feedback there, you know, from Coach Day. I know he wishes he had Bosa for the remainder of the season. Uh, didn't have that early season injury, Buck. Uh, but great to hear his insights. And for those Buckeye fans that might be tuning in and listening to this, I know Urban Meyer is is going to go down as one of the best coaches of all time at the collegiate level, but you're going to be just fine. And the bit we've been around Ryan Day, known him for a little while now, Buck, seeing him in his different stops, uh, the Buckeye program is going to be just fine. Oh, they're in good hands. He's a terrific coach. He'll do a great job um, of continuing to uphold his standard of expectation uh, i'm excited to see the program grow under his leadership urban Meyer certainly left him in good hands but i think he'll take the program to even a higher level absolutely uh great to talk to coaches but i also enjoy talking to the players and dwayne haskins quarterback there at ohio state gave us some great intel on nick bosa last week at the buckeyes pro day i was down there with the dd king uh, and you interviewed his fellow defensive lineman draymont jones of course we both caught up with wide receiver paris campbell so all these teammates, they're going to help paint the picture for us here of Nick Bosa. And here's the conversations we had with Dwayne Haskins, Draymond Jones, and Paris Campbell. I want to also ask you about Bosa. You get a chance to see him in practice <laughs> yeah. each and every day. We visited with him. By the way, he is just, he is exactly his brother. I mean, they talk exactly the same. They walk twins. exactly. They're twins. They really twins. are. Yeah. Uh, what was it like in practice? I mean, did it get to the point where it was so disruptive you guys had to kind of back him down? or what, Give us an, a, a Bosa story. So, honestly, Bosa was good, really good. <laughs> that was tepid. But, uh, but uh, we have a third down period, which is sort of straight rush, straight blitzes, yeah. and that period is the worst period of practice because they just pin their nose back, they know it's pass, and you got him and Chase Young and Draymond Jones and then the linebackers coming in. It was worse my freshman year. We had him, we had Hubbard, we had Taekwon Lewis, we had Jalen Holmes, and it's like, can I even get a pass off? So, I mean, to have, have Nick, Nick is so dynamic, and he gets off the ball so fast. It's like he's almost unblockable at points in practice. So, I mean, good thing only gets like two reps of the ones in certain series, so I don't get to see him all the time, but he's a freak athlete. You know, at Ohio State, you guys are obviously lucky because you play with a bunch of talented players along you. Yeah. Uh, on that defensive line, uh, people will talk about Nick Bolsa. Uh, tell me a little about about Bosa playing with him. What you've been able to learn from him, just playing alongside a guy that is also as dominant as you are. Um, I mean, he's a special type of talent. I mean, he has the ability to see things faster and pick up things faster than any other player would. I mean, it's more so just the behind the scene work that he prepared for so far to him being dominant on the field. I mean, you just see the him being crazy and him being you know lively special player but on the back end he has a unique routine that not a lot of guys have I mean just with stretching or eating so that's what I really picked up from him just is that outside routine that no one really sees so now on the other side of the ball man look Ohio State has been loaded with defensive talent particularly on the defensive line you got another star that is coming out in Nick Bosa when you think about Nick Bosa what comes to mind uh unstoppable that's the first word um the, honestly you know being an offensive player, but, uh, you know, just having Nick around, I used to go back and watch practice film and him just go through one-on-ones, and it was honestly um, some of the most amazing stuff that I've ever seen on the football field, man. He's he's elusive, uh, super athletic, and just to be that big and be able to move the, the way he does, um, you know, he, he's unstoppable. I don't think I've ever seen him get blocked, you know, in game or in practice. So uh, he's just really an unstoppable guy. Is there any story? Has anybody ever like talked trash to Nick or or got him stirred <laughs> up a little bit? Because I look, I, I work, I do the Charger games during the fall, Paris, and I know Joey yeah. is just very even keel. Like, does, yeah. has anybody been able to get under his skin? Like, has he ever gotten a fight or anything? No, not not once. Him and Joey are kind of one and the same, man. They're the same people, same guy. And uh, even if you did talk smack to him, they probably just look at you. And line up for the next rep and beat you. So it would, it, it would be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Buck, I, I think the 
the theme I would say in kind of putting this all together, what we've talked to coaches, talked with players, is, is kind of dominance. You hear that word, uh, just a very physically dominant player there in Nick Bosa. Yeah, very dominant. And the thing that I really love when you talk to people is they talk about his overall competitiveness. That is important. That's one of the underrated qualities that we look for in blue chip players. He loves to compete, and I think that will serve him well. Uh, on a team full of alphas, he's the ultimate alpha. Um, I think a team that gets Nick Bolts is going to be really excited about what he brings to the table. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I, I think he can take over take over football game. Uh, I really think he has that type of ability. He's a, uh, he's a special talent. It's always a, a pleasure to get a chance to talk with uh, teammates, and that's what they do in the scouting process, for those who don't know. When you, you're doing your background on players, uh, some of the best sources for background on players is their teammates. Um, you find out a lot about a guy when you find out somebody that's practiced with them all the time. Uh, you get some tremendous insight like we just got there from those guys. Yeah, tremendous insight. Uh, really excited about it. But yeah, you can get all the insight that you want from teammates, but sometimes you want to go to the player himself. He's one of the best players in the draft. I had a chance to talk with him at the Super Bowl. Uh, DJ and Aditi Kikabwala caught up with him last week at the Ohio State Pro Day. Let's just go to the man of the hour, Nick Bosa. Joined on the Move the Sticks podcast by Ohio State star Nick Bosa. How is everything going? It's good. It's busy. It's a busy weekend for me, but it's all going really well. So you obviously ended your season short because you had an injury. How's rehab coming on your core injury? It's pretty much coming to a close now. I'm just getting back to really full confidence in, in what I'm doing. So putting up some good numbers in training, so I'm ready to go for the combine. So now when we think about training, what are some of the things that you are working on as the combine gets closer? Of course the 40. Everybody loves to watch that. And then get the 225 test. I think I'll blow that thing out. So. Um, just all this stuff might not translate to football so much, but I got to do it, so I'm working hard at it. All right, so now let's go back to the football field. When we watched you on tape at Ohio State, you know, like, what would you say the strong points are your, of your game on? I think pass rushing obviously jumps out. Um, just having good technique. Uh, I got good power, speed. Mayfield knocked backwards and brought down at the one by Nick Bosa. I kind of like to switch up my moves, keep people guessing. and So naturally, when, when you're a guy that has been as accomplished as you've been and people think about Sundays, who are some of the guys that you've watched outside of your brother that you may have patterned your game after? Um, I like to watch Aaron Donald, what he's doing at, from a three technique inside. I think he's innovating that position a little bit. Um, Demarcus Lawrence from Dallas, he's fun to watch. Uh, he plays so aggressively and... The, the cross shot move he uses is one that I definitely want to add to my game. You know, so in, in thinking about that, one of the unique things about you, you're so good with your hands. You do a great job of switching up. You got counter tactics and moves. Where does that come from? Um, my coach, coach at Ohio State, my D-line guy, Coach Johnson, uh, he, he really instilled the technique and showed me what I needed to work on. And... I think from there it's just up to you to really um, run with it and I think me and my brother have done a really good job of taking the techniques that he's taught us and just using it and it works. You know so in, in thinking about your brother and your dad and your uncle all being first round picks what is it about the Bosa name and the family where football is the family business? <laughs> I mean when you when you have my dad who was a first round pick and then my mom's brother who's the next year, the 16th pick to the Dolphins. I mean, obviously those genes are going to create something that somebody who could play play ball pretty well. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I got to thank them for the genes. But um, you could have great genes and you could not put them to work. And um, I've really been working hard my whole life for this. So when it comes to competitiveness, as a scout, we love legacy. And so the fact that your brother went a few years ago, one of the top players in the draft, how competitive is that battle between you and he when it comes to what you guys are able to do on the field? Um, I don't know if it's competitive as in just trying to beat each other. I think it's just trying to be the best that we could be together. And uh, I think next year joining him in the NFL, it'll, it might get a little more competitive now that we're at the same league, same level. Uh, it'll be interesting for sure. You get a chance here to visit, with in my opinion, the best player in the 2019 NFL draft class, Nick Bosa. How you doing, man? 
I'm great. It's good to be back. Just so you know, he might say that about Paris Campbell too. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I'm on record. It's 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 out there. So he knows what we're thinking about. The love him. for sure. Let's start first of all. You know, you do everything at the combine. Had a great week there. The decision into today. You know what you were going to do today, what you're not going to do today. What went into that? Yeah, I just trust the people who advised me, and they told me it was unimportant. So. Um, I'm here to meet with all the teams that want to meet with me, and that's what is really important. So um, I'm just doing what I'm told. (laughs) Does it it burn you a little bit, though? I was just talking to Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, and they both said that ideally they want a guy who's so competitive. He wants to show off today. No, I mean, I I love to do drills, and I mean, I was watching Draymond doing it on air while he was going out there, so I wanted to be with him. I've watched my brother do it here as well, so I mean, it was definitely something I was looking forward to, but um, I mean, we got to do it smart for me. Yeah, you mentioned your brother there. I get a chance to see your brother each and every week during the during the fall, and going through this process, how helpful is it, and what role has he played for you, giving you advice through this? Um, it's been big, um, just having somebody who's literally done the exact same thing as me a couple years pa- uh, past. Um, he just tells me what's important what's not important what to focus on what not to focus on and just how to get through it i want to i want to show you some video because we're talking about your brother and you you've you've heard it all and i don't want you to have to hear it i want you to see it because i see so much similarity and we have a tape i can show you here comp sometimes it struggles i struggle to find comp tape sometimes this one was pretty easy Uh, just watch you do your work and then we'll get a chance to see uh, big brother do his so what what part of your game would you attribute to Joey? To me, I see the hands. I see, like, I see Joey with a spin here. But just that swipe move that you guys have is is pretty unique. Yeah, I mean, we've had the same coach, Coach Larry Johnson. Um, he's taught us a lot of the same technique. Um, it's just all about playing fast, using your hands, um, setting setting tackles up with speed and power. So it's not just one dimensional. What was the conversation like when your forty eclipsed your brother's? Did you did you throw that in his face at all? I was not the happiest about my 40 anyway so there's there's no trash talk there at all you know nick i just talked to your dad and he said that you are a product of your brother being so hard on you yeah i mean that's that's a lot of little brothers i feel like i mean when you're beat up from second you could do anything competitive he's whooping my butt so um yeah, no, he's, he's set me up for success. He's paved the way, and I'm just following it. you have a place you want to go? I mean, does, the, does being the first overall pick, is that important to you? Uh, I mean, it's an unbelievable thing to even think about, but I'm just trying to play for a team that wants to pick me. Um, whoever wants to make that big of an investment in me is the team I want to play for. I know, wait, sorry, real quick, I know you mentioned earlier meeting with teams. Yeah. Um, Giants, 49ers, anybody else you're meeting with that's, that's here in town? Today. Um, I got a lot of visits coming up, so my next three weeks is super busy. Flying all over the place, meeting with teams. So just today is the Giants, uh, just a little board work and then dinner with the 49ers. And what's really important to you in these meetings? What do you feel you need to get across? Um, just how much I love the game, how much I want to continue to get better. There's obviously a lot of doubt. Um, with how long it's been since I've played, but I've played this game my whole life. I put on film the player I am, and if the film isn't good enough, then I don't know what else I could have done. So I want you to put your, your scouting hat on for a minute here, because we've talked about you, we've talked about your brother. There's another main attraction here today in, in your quarterback, in Dwayne Haskins. He's fun uh, can, to watch. Can you, can you speak to him a little bit as a, as a leader for, for this team, this Buckeye team? Taking over for J.T. Barrett, who was lauded for his leadership. Yeah. What was Dwayne like as a leader? Dwayne was similar to me. He was quite more quiet, um, which I think is more when you're quiet and what you say really, when, when you're not just spewing stuff out, when you, what you say really means something. When somebody hears what you have to say and they're like, wow, he, he said something, so he must really mean it. So, I mean, from freshman year to sophomore year, he was definitely learning how to do it. Um, but once he got the reins of the team and was going and making plays for the team, um, he came into his own big time, definitely. Uh, i tell you what, it's, uh, it's been fun to watch you compete when you've been on the field, going through this process. Can't wait to see where you land. Are you going to go to Nashville, by the way? Are we going to see out there? Be, I will be in Nashville, yep. All right. Is this a flashy dress or dress code, or are we going to be more conservative and <laughs> um, laid back? I mean, you've got some Florida in you. I would have think that, that you're going to color it up a little bit I got here. some tricks up my sleeve, literally up my sleeve, so you'll see. Oh, okay. There you <laughs> go. Sleeve. That That's is a, a tease. tease. Aditi, that, that is a tease. That's all the tease in our business. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you. Okay, thanks for spending some time with us today. Good luck with your meetings with these teams going forward. Sounds good. It was fun.
Well, I don't. I would say I don't think Nick loves interviews, Buck. I don't think he loves to talk. <laughs> He's more of a man of action. Uh, very, uh, very few words there. Uh, but all business, all business is the way I would describe Nick. Uh, all business, and it shows. It actually shows in his play. When you watch him play, he is a guy that um, look. He, he relentless motor, no nonsense, takes care of business, does the things that you expect him to do uh, when it comes to kind of setting the tone for the defense. And so that's why he's one of the best players in the draft. And in fact. He's one of those guys that is so intriguing that you could put him anywhere at the top of the draft and say that this team would be uh, a great fit for him, be it the San Francisco 49ers where he plays as an edge rusher opposite D Ford. Uh, if you think about dropping to the New York Jets and letting Greg Williams have him as kind of a toy to kind of do things with in that 46 defense that they may run in New York, or for whatever reason, if he were to drop to the Oakland Raiders, just being a guy that kind of sets the tone and eventually kind of makes them forget about Khalil Mack. Terrific player, a guy that can be a dominant pass rusher at the next level. All right, let's uh, let's kind of close this thing up about where we think he might fit going forward uh, before we wrap it up here, Buck. But I, I do – I'm going to put you on the spot. You know I was going to do this to you. Uh, you do your top fives, uh, top five positional rankings, and you can find those NFL.com slash Bucky Brooks, and Bucky's updating that throughout the process. I have the top 50 – uh, that I put out there that just kind of ranked the guys 1 through 50. So for me, for my money, I have Nick Bosa as the top player in the entire draft, Buck. I know where you have him as a pass rusher, as an edge rusher. Is he the best football player in the draft? I'll put you on the spot. Ooh, that's tough, man. I don't know if he's the best football player. Um, he's in the top three. To, to me, the best football player in the draft for my money is Quentin Williams from okay. Alabama. But I think Nick Bosa definitely is in the conversation. I think if you had a little more history in terms of the resume from his final season, I would be able to kind of rubber stamp him. I do believe he's a dominant player, though. And so he's a blue-chip player de- deserving of being taken within the top three selections. Well, I'm not going to fight you because I have Quentin Williams number two on my list, and I think that's a fair argument with Quentin putting together the year that he put together. I ended up with Nick as a top player over Quentin, uh, and it was close just because when I've seen Nick on the field, and you saw it two years ago as well as uh, a little bit that we saw him this year, he, he's the best He's the best pass rusher in the draft for my money just in terms of his complement of skills and everything he possesses to get after the quarterback. And in a quarterback-driven passing league, uh, to me, he's the most valuable asset to get to that guy. So that's why I have Bosa as the best player in the draft. But I love Quentin Williams to death. And trust me, when you're with Quentin Williams, Buck, and he looks like he's 15 years old, I think the best is yet to come for him going forward. Uh, both those guys, I think, are going to be p- fantastic uh, pros. You talked about some teams there with fits for Bosa. I mean, if we're going to go ceiling and floor, I, mean, I guess if somehow the Cardinals don't take Kyler Murray, as we all think they will, uh, the ceiling would be the first pick. Um, but I would say we both are in the, in the camp that that will probably be Kyler Murray. Uh, so then realistically it goes for me two to four, right? I yeah. Mean, I, I don't think he's going to get past three. So if I'm going to be he, he really honest with you. He won't be in the green room long. I know no. that. He, I, to me, he's going to be the second or third pick in the draft. And it, for my money, I believe he'll be the second pick. I'm not putting it in pen yet, uh, but it's in that it's it's in the mechanical pencil where it's a little difficult to erase. You know, like it, it, I think he's going to be the second pick. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I mean, he, look, he's he's a terrific player. I, look, he'll be in the green room max 30, 45 minutes. Um, he's coming yeah. off the board quickly. He could be anywhere from one to four, and if he's to four, I, it, something. Uh, has to happen that is major. Well, what, only thing would have to happen trade, is that a, people something. have to get up to get a quarterback. Yeah. If he's going to go four, it's because it's going to go quarterback, quarterback in the first two. Uh, that's the only reason. That, and even if that happened, I think the Jets would take him at three. Uh, so, it, look, I think he's going two or three. I think that's uh, that's where it all stands there for Mr. Bosa. All right, you can uh, check out all of our features here on the 360 Series. Right now we have out two Buckeyes, Dwayne Haskins, as well as this Nick Bosa episode. On the way, we've got uh, Duke quarterback Daniel Jones, the entire Clemson defensive line. That's going to be a fun one. You're going to want to check that out. And then the final one, uh, which will be kind of a big buildup to this one, will be Kyler Murray, uh, which is going to be one of the best ones we've ever done. So uh, I hope you guys uh, stay with us here as we roll through this 360 series. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Right, we've got a lot more coming your way. Remember, you can check out the Move the Six podcast. Uh, we are continuing to crank those out. NFL.com slash podcast, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcast app is where you can catch that. And for all of our video content, NFL.com slash MTS video or YouTube.com 
slash NFL. Again, I want to thank our guy Kent for putting this whole thing together for us. Uh, the 360 series, one of our favorite assignments of the year here on the Move the Six podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com.